Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, speak through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We're so glad you're with us today as we dive into our next topic. And this week, we are looking at the topic of shame, which sometimes we feel so much shame that we don't even want to address the topic of shame. We just want to ignore it. Um, But as children of God, we're moving toward freedom. And part of that freedom is moving out of shame and into God's grace. I think it's important to really look at the beginnings of shame, especially in humanity. And for that, we look to the Bible, uh, which is our guide and really the way we ought to live our lives. But we see shame all throughout the scriptures connected to sin, especially in the case of Adam and Eve. Um, When we look at Genesis, we see uh, they were created for God, for one another, and they enjoyed the earth. Uh, God had given them dominion over the earth. And the only rule, the only boundary or the only limit that God had given them was not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. And we know that Adam, being a good husband, not, (laughs) gave his wife an apple and... Other way around. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So good lesson here. Husbands, never blame your wives. We're always right. So you just need to accept that. And Eve was tricked by the serpent. It wasn't her fault. You know, she she had proper motive. I don't know. No, I'm not going to make excuses there either. But regardless, it was something that they both had to live with. And so as soon as she ate of that apple, they automatically knew that they were naked. Shame started to come over them. And then they cover themselves with fig leaves. So, you know, the first thing that we see connected to shame is it causes us to cover up somehow, some way, because that feeling of shame and guilt uh, makes us feel like we're not worthy. It makes us feel like we have something to hide. We become vulnerable. And so we try to protect ourselves from that vulnerability. Often we will put on a false self. We'll pretend to be someone or not. We won't let others in because we don't want them to know the real us because they might not love us. They might not accept us. They might not even like us. They might run and hide themselves if they see what the ugliness we've got inside. So we hide it. We cover it up. We put on the mask. We say, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Isn't it great when really we're hurting inside and we can't get the healing we need while we're hiding the sickness. I mean, it's like you're dealing with an internal disease and you won't go to the doctor because you don't want to admit you're sick. 
when we take that step to admit we're sick and when we go for healing, that's where the transformation begins. But when we hide it, it won't come. So covering happens in a lot of ways too. So we do this by addiction um, because that really helps us to numb the pain. Uh, we don't think about the consequences therein. And, you know, it can be substance abuse or it can be anything that really causes us to numb our emotions, pain, and we push down our feelings. And so can also be shopping addictions, workaholism, food. I mean, there's so many things that we can do. Uh, binging just on Netflix or social media. Like we just can do anything just to ignore it, to hide it, to not have to think about it. So, you know, are you running from something when it comes to your emotions? Are you feeling shame towards something? Is that causing you to have a false sense of self or exterior? It's... um you know, interesting because we do this in a variety of ways, like we mentioned with addiction or, um, you know, how it manifests itself in something deeper. We can do this through the exterior of what we put out to the public. And so is it having the right clothes and car? Is it having an image of what you want to be portrayed as versus who you actually are? And if that's the case, I mean, sometimes, sometimes we have a different self when we're at home. And so we don't want others to come into our home because they might see the sickness that we're living with inside. And so sometimes it's easier just to be out, be with people, but don't let them in my space. Don't let them see what I'm dealing with at home. You know, it's interesting that in the scripture, we see the shame caused them to cover up because they knew they were naked and then they hid from God. And really, God asked them, where are you? Where are you? Uh, because he wanted to be in communion with them and fellowship with them. And so shame doesn't just cause us to cover up. It causes us to go on the run and hide. Mm -hmm. um, we create distance. We separate from that person. Um, so, and if it's with God, sometimes we separate ourselves from God. We'll say... Gosh, I feel like God's been so distant lately. Well, God hasn't gone anywhere, but so often we distance ourselves from God because of our shame, because of our guilt, because of our sin. Um, we do this with God and we do this with others sometimes. I know for me, I had a relationship that years ago, years ago, I actually felt like God told me to share my faith with this loved one and said, now is the time they're ready. And I did not do it. Um, I made excuses and I felt like I, then I felt so guilty. I was like, I missed my opportunity. God, can I have another opportunity? And I felt like I was like, I, I got this, but you, you, you said no. And so I had that shame and it manifested when I was around that person. I just started to kind of pull away. Not that I didn't love them. Like we loved each other, but they're just started to grow some distance. Um, I don't, is because I pulled back. And then there was another instance in that relationship that I felt so guilty about afterwards, but rather than address it, I just distanced myself further. And I still had a relationship with them, but it became a triangulated relationship. A triangulated relationship is where instead of going directly to the person, you go through someone else. So I would call another loved one to say, how's so-and-so doing? Rather than actually calling 
the person I needed to talk to. So I felt like I had a relationship with them, but I never communicated, not never, I just did not often communicate directly with that loved one. And then one day I was seeing um, my spiritual doctor, my spiritual director. I feel like sometimes she's like my doctor because she helps me dig deep and get that internal healing and look at some of those things. And I felt like I needed to just talk through that relationship because I wanted it to be close again. And I did not know how to get there. And as I shared that guilt that had led to shame started coming to the surface. Um, so that's kind of one of the first steps. If you notice you've got, uh, especially if there's a relationship where there's shame, um, to name what happened, um, to share it, to confess it to God and a safe other person. And so I confessed that to my spiritual director and she shared, we talked about it for a while, but then she shared those words, Callie, in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. And that became the first step toward healing. And then she just asked me, she said, Callie, what do you want for that relationship? So I shared the my hopes for that relationship, what I would love for that relationship to look like one day. And so we prayed into that dream and that desire for that relationship. And then I had to intentionally take steps to start building that relationship. So the spiritual forgiveness, but also then the practical, like I had to start calling that person and talking to them and actually doing those steps to be intentional, to rebuild the relationship that I let get distance for years. But God's doing it. Still a work in progress. I'm still a work in progress. Oh my goodness. We are on a journey together. Um, but I, it's God's doing it. Uh, but it started with taking the steps to stop hiding uh, from God, hiding from that person, but to start taking the steps toward forgiveness, toward reconciliation. You know, shame also makes us um, really regret our past and we feel like you know, Satan tries to hold that over our head. So God has forgiven us over something when we ask forgiveness, but we let our past kind of come up and we're afraid. What if people knew or what if people found out? And a lot of times that's what keeps people out of church or out of relationships. Um, and, uh, you know, as I recall what the Apostle Paul says in Romans uh, 8, I think, there's no condemnation, therefore, in Christ Jesus. Yep, Romans 8, 1. 1, yeah. So we can't live into what Satan is trying to do. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, I mean, sin and shame are really connected tightly. Um, when we repent of our sins and we live in love with God and with our neighbor, we don't have to live any longer in that shame. Um, Satan wants to keep us in the state of shame, uh, but we know that godly sorrow leads to repentance. And so um, we can feel shame for the sins and mistakes we've committed, but we could also feel shame for something that's happened to us that was out of our control and that wasn't our fault. So shame rears its ugly head in a variety of ways, and Satan uses it really to keep us down so we distance ourselves from others. So it is used to isolate us. And then Satan not only tries to isolate us from other people, but really to um, act out in a variety of ways to medicate or self-medicate or to numb ourselves from that shame and pain. But isn't it cool what God did? 
God said, I do not want you to stay in your sin and shame any longer. So even though that shame and legacy of shame began in the Garden of Eden, God sent his only son to die on the cross for us, for your sins and my sins, so that we could be set free from those sins and set free from shame so we could be in relationship directly with God again without having to do all the animal sacrifices. We can boldly as children of God come before God's throne with confidence, knowing that we are fully known. He sees everything we've done and he doesn't condemn us. He loves us. Um, because he went ahead and died for us on the cross and he rose from the dead. So we can experience that resurrection, that new life. Um, and if you look at the end of Revelation, I mean, that's a picture of God restoring Eden, that God creating a new heaven and a new earth coming down together as one, where we are going to be one with God again. And we can experience that now through the power of the Holy Spirit, God inside of us. Um, but we don't have to live in that shame any longer. So be free today, and we want to invite you to share this podcast with someone you know to encourage them, and you haven't done this already, maybe give us a rating on the podcast, um, give us a, a five-star review. Uh, we'd love the support. You don't have to, but we, we hope you will. We hope, we hope you, you enjoy it. We yeah. hope this is a blessing to you and to others. So let us know if there are topics you want to hear. That's how we come up with these. So um, in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week. God bless.